0: tonight on Cosmic Cantina. Beam us up, bitches, because we're getting abducted. Well, not us, but it has been happening in the country since the 1600s. Do abductions suggest that humans are simply cattle being monitored by our alien overlords? Then we discuss Netflix' new Unsolved Mysteries episode about the Berkshire incident and dive into one of the players in that case. And finally, Matt goes into the classic Pascagoula UFO encounter. I'm your host, Melissa Tittle, and every week I go to my favorite bar, Cosmic Cantina, and kick back with my co-hosts, Josh Golombeski and Matt O'Connor. We talk about aliens, Bigfoot, ghosts, ancient cultures, and anything from the unseen world that needs a little illumination. Welcome to Cosmic Cantina. I'm your host, Melissa Tittle, and tonight I am drinking a Paloma, which is grapefruit, and tequila
1: good for you that sounds delightful i am once again drinking a gift bottle of wine this one's called troublemaker and again i just oh. can't shake the fact that someone's trying to tell me something with these <laughs> gifts the other one i was gifted was called menage a trois and oh Whoa i now. like that message that seems better now. so but who's the uh, who's the
0: third person who's the third person
1: <laughs> no actually now that i think about it no that's not good uh, anyway, we'll move on. Josh, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking a, word, a red wine called Undaunted. It seems powerful. It feels good. It's nice. It's kind of hot out. It's not really red wine weather, but uh, here, I'm drinking it. I'm in my basement. What do you want from me?
0: Leave me alone. All right. <laughs> I like it. It's ominous. Nice. All right. So we really wanted to get back into talking about aliens. And not yeah, only just good. aliens, we want to talk about abductions. We want to talk about Certain cities and cases where there's multiple abductions in one night or over the course of many years. What is, what, you know, what's that all about?
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Like, like, why do you yeah, keep coming? Like, why do you keep coming to the same area? Yo, 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 yo.
2: Why I you scratching the same itch? What's the deal, I Alien? Mean,
0: so I wanted to start off with possibly, I mean, because I actually don't know anything earlier than this, the first American documented UFO story. Okay, you okay. ready?
2: <clears throat> ready. Hit me.
0: All right. March 1st, 1639, Massachusetts Bay Colony. John Winthrop wrote in his diary, he's a fellow Puritan, and, he, and he, he kept a diary of everything that was happening to him every day. So specifically on this day, March 1st, 1639, him and a guy named James Everill, who he records as a sober, discreet man. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is an important... This is an important... It's a hell
1: of a description. (laughs) One day I would like to be referred to as a sober, discreet man. Yeah.
2: The most boring man that ever existed.
1: We'll (laughs) get there. (laughs) Yeah, go. This guy sounds Um, exciting.
0: So, James Winthrop and his really boring friend, James Everill, sober man, (laughs) and uh, two others who don't really have names, apparently, because they're not important, probably Mm -hmm. because they weren't sober. Uh, Two (laughs) others have been rowing a boat in the muddy river, uh, the Charles River, at, and they were. At, this was at night, when they saw a great light in the night sky, and it stood Ooh. still, and it flamed up, and it was about three yards, three yards across. It ran, it, it ran in different directions at one time, and then it shot back up into the air. Huh. Hmm. So the crazy thing is, they're on this boat in the in in uh, the Charles River, and they're looking at this thing, and they're all in awe, and then all of a sudden. Uh, two to three hours go missing and they just wake up in the boat like down the river like completely down the river like Ooh. they were all passed out completely so passed they had missing out. time they had missing time about two or three hours were missing and they were all passed out in the boat they just woke up and they were way down the river like no, it wasn't even they, they didn't even know how that could have happened basically it was just too huh. weird jack valet uh, I, I actually covered this story a, a couple times, and he says that this is definitely a possible alien abduction story. Like classic. see this weird thing in the sky, bright lights, and then poof. everybody just forgets everything. so
1: did did they report any other like physical things? like did they have an itchy butthole or something afterwards? or
0: <laughs> no, no I don't I honestly don't think that this this Puritan man with his sober friend would have said, I, you know, my butt. My butt. You're right.
1: <laughs> he probably would have kept that to himself. You're right. Yeah. You, you, you know he, might he have been, liked it, though.
0: He might have been hung. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, James, did, He's like James. did you do that?
2: <laughs> so, Gone. yeah, I mean, what you're painting there is this shit is old as is time itself. This stuff's been going on for a long time. And uh, but that's interesting. That's the first recorded alien abduction in the United States.
0: 1639. So, 1639. it brings me to a bigger case, which we're going to break down in this podcast, which is the Berkshire incident in Massachusetts. No, they're not on top of each other. This, you know, The incident in 1639 is not next to uh, uh, the Berkshire area. However, um, it, when I read this story, it reminded me of one of the victims of the Berkshire case where they were in their car and all of a sudden they saw this flash of light and they were all in awe. What is that? And then, boom, a bunch of time went missing. They woke up back in the car and everyone was in different places. And it made hmm. me think, like... Okay, maybe, is there more alien abduction stories that we don't even know about this area? And why do they keep revisiting it? Like, why does there seem to be a lot of UFO stories in the same area? Are they right. repeat offenders? Like what's, I don't know, it just kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Another thing to bring up before we break down the Berkshire case, there's a Finnish town in uh, northern Finland. Um, for some reason, they don't want to publish the name of it, but there's a, there's a book called Heavenly Sky by this woman who experienced it growing up. There's a town that repeatedly gets, has, or has gotten a UFO encounter since 1920, and they just keep coming. It's, it's like the town has accepted that these weird lights, these weird orbs and lights come into the town, and they interact with everybody. And they don't know why, and they don't know what they're doing, but they've just come to accept it that whatever, they, they keep coming back since 1920. So just to round up why I brought all of this up, 1639 case, and also this Finnish town, is, is that I really wanna focus on why these cases keep happening in certain pockets uh, in area and what they might be looking for. And so the Berkshire case is so effing interesting. I mean, it's it's just, there's so many levels of it. So I'm gonna let you start it off, Josh. Where do you wanna start? Give us a
2: rundown on the story. It was in 1969, September 1st on Labor Day. There was a series of abductions in uh, western Massachusetts, kind of near where I grew up, within an hour's drive. Involving multiple people over five towns. There was lots of sightings of it that were called into police stations and radio stations. This took place over a large swath of area with multiple witnesses, multiple people getting abducted with no relation to each other at all. Being picked up and dropped off really quickly, honestly. Some people had several hours missing in time, some people had seven minutes. Overall it was a very fascinating case with multiple examples of high strangeness and uh it was just a classic amazing ufo case that really really got me i mean I, I, it was awesome to watch it was just really well done and really compelling the whole time and my and i just love the story in the beginning i want to hear your guys' thought overall but i just love the story in the beginning of that guy with the long red hair who describes like did he he was he just <laughs> yeah. had to start running he got he got the mental telepathy as he described it and he just yeah. started running and mm-hmm. then is like I don't know if it was his friend's mom or something that was watching him and he was just running in place just for like five minutes, just really trying (laughs) to get somewhere, which is so strange. And UFO, bang, abducted. I just thought that was such an interesting, cool detail of like classic high strangers. and people are like, what does that mean, Josh? What does high just mean? Please explain it. Like, that's a great example.
0: Well, I mean, okay, let's break down this case. So it's one night and, and the first case of was um, a woman and her girlfriend. They're both married, and they were driving in a car, and they, and this, they saw a light. So there's this, this, uh, this woman and her, I mean, they're probably, what, in their 20s or something? And they were driving, and this, this bright light comes down and kind of interacts with them, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And, but they didn't have any lost time, and I don't think that they went to a ship or got abducted or anything. They just They just saw the light and it freaked them out, if I remember correctly. The next case was the redheaded kid, and he got abducted. So it's like the adults didn't get abducted, but the kids got abducted.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the weird thing to me. Is what, like you explained before, Josh, was the the differences in missing time. Some people had like a few minutes, seven minutes, or whatever it was, and some people had a few hours. And it, it felt like to me as they were explaining it, oh. They were looking for something, or someone in particular, it, it seemed like to me. Like, like the t- they were just, like, picking random, right. pe- random people up and being like, oh, no, it's not that one. It's not that one. Oh, this guy, yeah, redhead kid, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the good yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, like, they, they didn't bother those two ladies. They were like, oh, no, we don't want them. They're too old. Too old. We need them younger.
1: <laughs> right. Didn't it feel like they were looking for something specific? Yeah. And I say they, you know, aliens, whatever it was, but...
0: Right. That's what it felt oh, yeah. like to me. And so then, and then there was the family. There was like a, like a mom and a dad and two sisters and they were eating ice cream. I remember, or they were driving and they saw this light and the dad wanted to chase it and they had missing time. Fucking
1: dad. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Settle let's down dad, it. let's not chase UFOs. <laughs> Go back like, inside. Oh g-.
0: And then the, one of the girls like was down the street. She like woke up on the dirt or something. She's yeah near out- a pond. She yeah. Was, yeah, she was out of the car. She's it completely by herself.
2: <laughs> Fucking but, dad, no, having said chasing that, chasing down the. I see. I would be that dad though. I'd be like, let's get it,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, tra-
1: and we
2: totally have to go through judged. trauma the rest yeah. of our life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but-
0: <laughs>
2: kids never forgive me for it. Damn it, Dad! You got us abducted.
0: <laughs> Wait, where are my kids? Oh, now we gotta find them. They got dropped off in the field. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the next case was uh, the mom and a grandmother and the two boys in the back seat and and they saw the light except they had like two or three hours of missing time and they returned back to their car and the mom and the and and the grandmother were completely switched in the car like the grandmother was driving and she wasn't driving before the incident
2: yeah yeah the big that switch in the end.
1: super super interesting it's like it's it's either something like that or like their pants are on backwards or there's, yeah, there's something that that suggests that you've been fucked with in some way, physically. Yeah, it's like know? the script supervisor
2: fucked up. Like, the, the alien who's in charge of, like, writing down details, like, <laughs> yeah. screwed yeah. it yeah. up. Fuck, yeah. you put grandma on the driver's seat. Now they're going to know, man. They're going to talk about this 40 years later on a podcast. Don't you know? Oh, great. Like, dude, even aliens, they're not infallible, you know? They, they're not like the Pope. They can make mistakes.
0: They can make mistakes, right. Yeah. I, you no. know what? I bet you that alien's been fired...
2: Oh, oh yeah. he got demoted. Yeah, he
1: got the yeah. ass for sure. Yeah,
0: but I think the craziest one was. So this all happened in one night. The crazy thing, you're totally right, Josh, was that kid, because the kid's like coloring with his 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 girlfriend or his friend that was a girl. And then his all crush, she, the
2: neighbor's girl. Crush. It was it was a girl next door. Yeah, they don't say yeah. that, but that was a subtext clearly.
1: Yeah, uh, he wasn't yeah, dating yeah. her. I mean, he had red hair, so. <laughs> That's oh, that's I'm sorry. Every, I'm sorry, that's ginger terrible. kids. Some of my best friends are gingers, and I, that's and that was for them.
0: We're totally going to get a hate mail now. Thanks a lot. We are. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry. Carry on.
1: What's You guys happening? are
0: far more drunk than I am. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, uh, the, so the kid, he's with his crush, and they're, like, sharing... You know, they're coloring. He's coloring out of the lines. You know, whatever that story was. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch the show. it was a metaphor, yeah. If you watch the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. So make sure you watch it Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Um, Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he gets this message in his head. Go outside. And then he just runs outside. And everyone's like, where did he go?
2: He's like, where you going, buddy? Old pal. But I think the girlfriend's mother saw him running. And then he never made it home, clearly. But this guy was only gone for seven minutes. But he's like remembers the most, though. Wasn't that weird throughout the episode? He remembered, like... Well, he didn't remember the most. I actually went deep in one of the witnesses. They cut a lot out, by the way. So that's the thing, too, when you watch this. You're like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? But there's a lot to find out about this case. But anyways, keep going. This guy, yeah, he's gone. He's running in place. The UFO appears above him. A light comes down. Boom, he's gone.
0: Okay, wait, hold on. Let's just break that down a little bit more. So he, he gets the telepathic message. He runs outside. He the runs, mental telepathy, yeah. The mental telepathy to go outside. He goes outside, and then he runs in place for a little bit, and then all of a sudden a beam of light like shines down on him. This is what the, the mother and the, the friend that's a girl saw. And yeah. then he just disappears. He literally Boom. disappears. They cannot find him.
1: Yeah, that's right. So he didn't. He, they didn't describe him getting sucked up through a beam or whatever. He just disappeared, mm-hmm. which was interesting.
0: Freaky in front of people, and then yeah. seven minutes later, he just appears on the lawn somewhere else, and he can't move. He's like paralyzed on the on the ground.
1: Ugh, it sounds like my college years. But yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> that's where he wound up. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> it was a long dark period that I don't like to talk about. Yeah. Um, the so, find you. Yeah, the redhead, yeah. redhead kid on the grass.
2: Well, I remember it was really cool because he, his brother was with him, I think, and he was like he was telling him to run or run, and he couldn't, and then mental telepathy came again, and it said to him, we're, we're almost done. You've got to wait a minute, and then a minute later, he was able to get up. It was just interesting the whole time he was dealing. He, he's the only one who talked about mental telepathy, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And he also made great artwork. Remember in the end, he, uh, he, uh, he got therapeutic on that on that experience. And uh, the poor guy, his high school career was ruined. He couldn't date anyone. He was like a lonely kid. And then in the end, he finally made a painting of the giant ship like shining a light down on him. So full story with this guy. He was my favorite character by far. Fully willing to do any reenactment.
1: Like, no problem. That guy was, <laughs> yeah. you, know, like, you want me to lay down yeah. and put my belly out? No problem. You know? yeah. he, was, he was on board for everything. I you, want me to,
0: you want me to walk down the street and look like I'm serious? You got it
2: yeah i believed it man he <laughs> sold it <laughs> yeah he had that big dick energy
0: yeah, that b- <laughs> what was that guy's name tommy tommy yeah Tom- tommy that guy fucks
2: yeah <laughs> tommy oh you know it's no doubt he? dude yeah, for sure yeah no oh. doubt, dude he's cleaning up
1: so wait wait josh wait. what what happened what's going oh, on did you say
0: what Who's i heard first? Mental, i heard mental telepathy i um didn't go <laughs> oh. Didn't Josh? You say that? The, did you do a deep dive on him about like him dating goth chicks or something? I don't know. I, I really want to know more about Tommy. I'm so interested. No.
1: Was it Tommy? You. you I think I was referring
2: to something else with the goth chicks. I don't know. Oh, <laughs>
0: right,
2: never mind. I, I don't even know where I was. Uh-oh. I don't remember. No, no. I broke down another go. If you guys, but it's time for this wonderful tangent. I um do broke down another witness, Tom Reed. He was one of the ones in the car that was ch- went under the bridge remember the bridge scene oh, where yeah. he, they went under the yeah, bridge yeah. and the, the dad that whole scene, um, that guy was interesting. So one thing I noticed when I was listening to this awesome episode of Unsolved Mysteries was they never describe an alien. At no point does anyone say I was on the ship and this is what I saw. There was a couple of moments where they talked about how they barely remember and they remember parts of it, but they never go into it. You're like, what parts? Just tell me something, give me something. So I went deep on this guy quick, saw some videos, listened to another couple other podcasts, and this is what I found, which talks about his experience and more, an alien and maybe some larger points of what the fuck was actually going on there because it's so bizarre. Like, what does it mean? Like, what's happening? So, okay, this is what Tom Reed broke down. So his family goes through this covered bridge, right? And they see these lights, and they see this crazy sh- snow cone light, and eventually the light hits them. That part you can watch in the in the show, which is awesome. But this is what happened. This, so This is the—hold
0: on one second, just to clarify for the audience. This is where the grandmother and the mother got switched, correct?
2: Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, so Tom Reed— All of a sudden, is conscious, kind of, and he's being pushed through a doorway. He remembers the feeling like he's more in an underground base than a giant spaceship. He goes, "There was narrow hallways. There was weird lighting." He goes, "I didn't get the sense I was in a ship. He got the sense he was underground, which is just interesting." And he said this in a a podcast I listened to, uh, which I thought was weird. So he ends up coming to a room, and there's this weird glass object, big glass wall that's rounded. And that's when he sees his first alien. So at this point, he hasn't seen anything. He just remembers getting pushed through. And he looks in the corner, and there is a giant insectoid ant looking alien with yes. bamboo like arms and legs, just like all creepy in the corner, kind of looking Ew. at him. Just hanging out over there. And Ugh. he was immediately, obviously, terrified of that. Pause. Okay, before I go into what happens next, what was that? Was that a mantis? Was that the mantis alien? Yes, I don't it was. know. I mean, it I sounds think so. like it. Well, what do we know, right? So, uh, this guy Tom even describes his encounter as not being negative. He doesn't say it's negative. He says it's kind of neutral or positive. He's like, I don't, I don't know if this, what happened to me was bad, which is mm. interesting. If we go back to the surveys done by Free, Free is the organization started by Edgar Mitchell that go into contactee experiences mm-hmm. aboard crafts and also what that experience was like, show that the mantis beings largely are neutral or positive experiences, and very little negative and we also know from Mateus de stefano our boy Mateus, the Woo-woo! new heartthrob of Mateus. the ufo world uh yeah <laughs> we know that he's
0: <laughs> he's, know you know that what? That he's got a picture of himself on alien beat instead of teen beat
1: he's hot all over the universe dude you he can't is, contain that guy he's you know. a gorgeous young man yeah good for him solid genetics
0: so <laughs> what are we talking about okay I don't, I don't know.
2: <laughs> so anyways well, well Mateus Big talks tangent. about how how the uh, mantis beings are not negative. They're here to help us. They're usually, and a, a lot of insiders also speak about them being kind of playful and intelligent. So the mantis isn't bad. So maybe what happened wasn't bad. Anyways, back to the ship, back to this moment, maybe underground. It could have been an underground base. Uh, Tom gets scared. He runs, uh, it gets confusing. He, he ends up in a giant hangar where it seems very industrial, which he points out. He's brought into a room, a room with autopsy tables which is kind of scary very industrial a tanning bed thing comes over him in like two pieces and then he wakes up in the car and his with a wicked reversed. tan yeah. <laughs> with a sick can. but a stripe like in the middle like a white stripe in the middle it's like two segments yeah. it's the worst he didn't go to the beach for like three weeks after that it was September nice. it was fine though so grandma was reversed, and she was in the driver's seat. Fucking grandma! And they were. And it, it, the story gets weird. Like grandma, like suddenly is driving and turns the car around and goes back to town. And the whole family's confused. They wake up at different times. They're in the car. One wakes up right away. He wakes right up right away. Grandma goes back to town to some store and like starts talking to people. It's all confused. They're like, "Are you all right, grandma?" And everyone just slowly wakes up one by one. Very very bizarre. But wow. this is what this guy says, which is really interesting. Two things. One, he goes into, it seemed like human error. Like. The grandmother waking up in the seat, uh, the underground base, all of it felt very human to him. He never saw a human, never claimed to see a human, but he definitely left, leaves a door open for like, was it alien? Was it purely alien? I don't know. Mm. Was there humans involved? He saw that right. being, that mantis being, and usually they're associated with the greys as like the little robot worker bees, but... He didn't see those, but he's very open to this being positive. Anyways, this guy goes into two things quickly. He goes into one that his family had seen multiple UFOs before this event. So this is not his first time. He goes into how his family mm-hmm. genetics are special. He talks about how his son has, like, basically supernatural abilities.
0: Wow. And so like, that maybe his DNA.
2: Right. is what I'm getting at is the mantis beings mess with our DNA, and maybe he is his DNA and his lineage generationally has been messed with to, I don't know, survive the new environment where it gets too hot. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Uh, it, you can go speculate wildly after that, but it's never as simple as I saw a ship in the sky and I got abducted, even though unsolved mysteries did a great job. Like the story's deeper and more rich and, and a lot intra and, and very interesting. So anyways, mm. I thought that show was fa- That was a fascinating take. I'm going to pour myself some more bread and wine and, and try not to say <laughs> outrageous things.
0: Are you wearing pants, Excellent. Josh? I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Yeah, no, I'm you good. know what? <laughs> it's
1: Sunday. Why would you be wearing pants right
2: now? Oh, I get so buzzed so quick now. Like, I had barely been drinking. And, like, last night I had two beers, and I think I embarrassed myself in front of the neighbors, but I digress. I was ranting yeah, about aliens and something else, and the kids were around, everyone got awkward. I don't know. Oh, you're it was that weird. neighbor. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it was was, fine,
0: that was me Friday, except I had four margaritas and two beers.
1: Oh, nice. Wow. Ran for Yeah. Good for you. That was you. a
0: mess. That was a mess. <laughs>
1: Nice. Anyway, so
0: but I didn't get abducted. Although I felt like I did lose some time, but I don't think it was aliens.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, how, that was how, your undoing.
0: <laughs> however, uh, back to what we're talking about, I kind of feel that all of these incidents are literally DNA sampling, either DNA changing, or advancing, or a sampling, like literally taking DNA because of like all the random pieces you know even the you know i don't know a lot of the details of the the town in finland but it's as if they just keep visiting and they keep interacting with the humans for a reason it's kind of like Mm -hmm. if you go to rocky mountain state park and you see a, a couple deer that are tagged it's almost like they've been tagged and they're just being monitored they're monitoring their their genetic code
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, not just the same abductees but their generations afterwards to see, you know, how that how that progresses as they breed
0: mm-hmm.
1: that yeah. chattel. Yeah. I
0: don't know it's kind of it's kind of creepy. And then and then, he, and then like you said before Josh, like why those why those specific people?
2: Right? Right. It's well, very he random. does well Well, the one thing that ties a lot of these people together who are abducted and messed with genetically and is that they're all uh, RH negative. A lot oh. of them are O negative. Oh, and, interesting. And, oh. and, and okay. Tom Reed's family is like all O negative. He's like, almost all of us are O negative. All of us are RH negative. Huh. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. There's, there's a commonality between abductees.
0: Wow. Yeah, okay. That is interesting. I am O
2: negative, so... <clears throat> I'm you know, yeah. a little nervous, a little excited It's a little both.
0: <laughs> so, aliens, Josh really wants to be butt-probed You hear yeah. it here first on Cosmic Cantina <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah And if it's Greys, I'm going to sigh I'm going to be disappointed I'm going to be like, really? Yeah. Out of all the aliens? Boring yeah. You guys? Whatever like,
0: w- Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on a second Josh, who is your ultimate butt-prober?
2: Oh, Is the oh, are you kidding me? It's the um, it's the Nordics. It's the blondes. They're beautiful. It's like something yeah. out of a fantasy, man.
1: It's <laughs> like it's like on a yeah. channel
2: on Pornhub I can't find. You know, like give it to me.
1: <laughs> Listen, right. Pornhub, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> <and> whole news whole <laughs> oh, no, oh section. This was this was a hell of a tangent, guys. <laughs>
2: uh, and Arctur- Arct- Arcturians are not bad too. Do you know in movie Aliens they make a reference to Arcturians? james cameron and mm. the second one action horror they're talking about like having sex with a prostitute on a di- on an alien planet and someone's like yeah it was a really hot Octurian, and someone's like no it was a boy and then he's like it doesn't matter what sex when it's Octurian. <laughs> i don't know if anyone remembers <laughs> that from oh, me. no, i
0: don't, don't. i don't you have to watch it, it
2: again, again. yeah exactly. that's a little reference for you you guys can take that <laughs> tell, tell, you know, tell people at a cocktail party it's fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right you um want. matt you kind of dove into something just a tiny bit different that that actually I reveals did. reveals um, just how scared and just how confused people are when this happens.
1: Yeah, so I went on, on a, different, a little bit of a different tangent where I kind of looked at a certain year that was uh, a, huge, a huge flap of uh, paranormal UFO activity. So it wasn't just the location, but the year itself so, sort of everywhere where it just sort of spiked for whatever reason. But we're gonna go to a break and then we'll come back and I'll explain exactly what happened in Pascagoula, Mississippi.
0: Ooh, Ooh. Pascagoula. All right, Matt, take us down the road of crazy.
1: All right, so 1973 was our year. Pascagoula, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly with my Aussie accent, but Pascagoula, Mississippi. And this was, uh, like I said, a, a kind of a big year for UFOs in particular. Um, it just seemed to be a lot of, a lot of sightings, a lot of uh, reports of abductions. It was just, for whatever reason, it was just a big spike in it. So we, we go to, on the uh, October 11th, 1970, uh, 1973, there was mm. these two fellas, and they worked not far at the shipping docks there. One guy, Charles Hickson, was 42, and the other guy, Calvin Parker, was 19, and they were down on the docks fishing. And uh, I, I don't know about that age discrepancy, 42 and 19. I don't want to throw aspersions around here, but yeah. I'm sure it was all above board. Just a couple of horny guys in the middle of the night in a secluded area, just sharing their love for fishing. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it was all above board. Anyway, so I, I'm sure it was fine. So they, they go fishing in the middle of the night.
0: terrible, man. It was terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. Uh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of good, good friends, and so they're they're fishing at this abandoned shipyard. Uh, it's actually a place they worked right by, um, and they uh, so they're out in the middle of the night, and um, this blue light suddenly emerges from the clouds, right? And it's right above, the, well, pretty close to them, and they watch this like this football shaped object. They say it was football shaped, like egg shaped. Ascend, uh, descends from the clouds and it's just like blinking these really bright blue lights and they said it was so, it was, it was so uh, bright and you know, it just kind of threw off their vision. They couldn't quite see the whole form of the ship, but what they could see was this kind of football egg-shaped craft and they said it was um, here's the description of the craft so it was football egg-shaped, they said it was about anywhere from 50 to 80 feet wide it made this uh, odd buzzing sound. It wasn't really loud, but the only thing they could hear was this buzzing sound that went through the air. Interesting.
2: Usually it's silence. Dead silence is usually right. described a lot. Yeah. Interesting. So buzzing
0: dead
1: is dead also
2: associated though. Go on.
1: Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't super loud, just a, just an odd sort of buzzing sound that happened. Maybe mm-hmm. it was I mean, like electromagnetic
0: this. energy. You know, like static electromagnetic like energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. And so it's shooting these like flashing bright lights at them. And it's kind of obscuring their vision of the, of the craft itself. So anyway, as they're sort of watching this thing, it kind of lands not too far from them, and these beings emerged from the craft. Oh, please describe. Let me describe these beings for you, because this is a one-of-a-kind thing. So apparently these things have never been described before or since this, this incident. And so these things are pretty bizarre. So here it is. <laughs> uh, approximately five feet tall, very robot-like in the way they moved. Hmm. Um, they had these pointed protrusions coming from the nose and the ears area. No visible eyes, but they just had like a slit for a mouth. Uh, super long arms that almost reached to the ground. And they had on the end of the arms like these crab-like pinches, like a, a claw kind of thing.
2: Holy shit.
1: What? Yeah, crazy, right? And so, and on the, and they said their feet were these kind of rounded you know circular pads. they weren't really like feet and the really odd thing was they the skin was like this pale grey skin but it was like this elephant like texture they they described so it was like saggy and wrinkled I guess so Mm. so really odd looking things weird Um, yeah so (laughs) the next thing that happens is uh, Hickson and Parker Hickson's the older guy Parker's the younger guy they were uh, somehow forced into the aircraft, and they said that they were conscious but paralyzed in some way. Oh, so they were kind of like the worst. completely yeah. controlled. And so they were taken aboard the ship and then were uh, subjected to these examinations, they called they called it. And it was kind of very hazy, and they sort of didn't offer a whole lot of in-depth explanation of what happened, and I guess we'll, we'll kind of find out later why. Possibly, um, I'd say that with a smile on my face. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <they> <laughs> so, uh, so they had they go through this like uh, these sort of, you know, medical examinations, we'll say, and then they they're released. Hmm. So they obviously didn't go into a whole lot of detail, but one thing on the ship, uh, Hickson claimed um, that he was examined by what looked like a large football shaped, again, mechanical eye. It was about six to eight inches in diameter and it seemed to be scanning his entire body so that's kind of how it started. And the younger guy apparently was um, mostly unconscious during this part and what he remembers um, he only kind of remembers after a hypnotic session where he sort of pieced together a few bits and pieces. So the two guys they say they were leased from the craft not real long like 15-20 minutes after they, they kind of estimated mm. and mm. they said the creatures uh, levitated them and Hickson distinctly remembers his feet dragging along the ground uh, back to the creepy. original p- positions where they were taken from the riverbank man that reminds me of my uh, experiences in that house where I was kind of dragging along the ground I couldn't reach the floor anyway tangent.
2: Yeah, you say attachment I say abduction but go on
1: yeah sure I'll, wow. I'll buy that That's yeah. creepy. so um these two guys, they come, they you know, come to on the riverbank, and they go sit in their car for like 45 minutes, and they're just like, just in shock. They're terrified. They don't know what to do. So what they first end up doing is when they kind of get their wits about them again, is they head straight to um, the Keesler Air Force Base, which I guess was kind of nearby. I didn't look it up. I assume it's nearby. Uh, yeah. um, but mm-hmm. they, so they go to the Air Force officials. And the Air Force officials immediately dismiss him, telling him, hey, go talk to the police, we don't, we don't care. So that's what they do. They go straight to the police. Uh, and the police were <laughs> even less interested in what they were talking about, super incredulous with their whole story. They could not. They're like, what do you got, boys been drinking out there tonight? Um, it, this was like a back in the 70s too, where everyone kind of assumes, um, well, not assumes, but like, they ask if you're drinking what, of a lot of these yeah. like, abductees and stories like it, right. has anyone ever hallucinated where they drank not one it's such a stupid yeah. like no no yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. it's like, just the it a thing
0: yeah that's never happened I mean, yeah. maybe if I do psychedelics, but I'm not like, right. really drunk and be right. like, I saw an alien last night. Like, what? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Or high, Yeah, either one. You don't really hear the same No, that's ridiculous. That's also peak time where people were like, if you saw a UFO, you were really made fun of. Especially, it's, it's, it's been loosened over the years, but that was like, exactly the beginning yeah. Of, like, yeah, you don't yeah. bring that shit up. Imagine that experience and being, it really happening and trying to right. get people to, to believe you and no one did. That's right. like a nightmare in itself.
1: Yeah. So that was one of the things that I was saying, like these yeah. two kind of. Super normal, just American Joes. Um, why would they put themselves through this amount of ridicule just to just to you know tell a story and hopefully get famous? Like it's just, it just it doesn't make sense why anyone would do that. But anyway, so the police did not believe them at all. They thought they were bullshitting, and they thought like, oh, okay. So their plan was they put to hatch together. This plan, the sheriff in the sheriff's department, where they'd sit him in this interrogation room. Um, and they set up in the interrogation room these voice activated uh, recorders, uh, voice recorders. And so they leave the room, and the two fellas are sitting in there. And when they thought, what they thought they would get, obviously, is these two guys going, uh, like, you know, just trying to like get their story straight, like, okay, what are you going to say next? Oh, what are you going to say next? And it was going to be, you know, mm-hmm. okay, we got you, boys. Sorry, get the fuck out of here. But right. instead, what actually happens is it kind of. Enforces their story because they're they're still so freaked out. And I have the, a bit of a transcript here. I was going to play the audio, but it sounds like it was recorded through a potato, so you can't really hear too much.
0: <laughs> but the police are um, probably drinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll read a, a few bit different pieces of this uh, transcript. Okay, so some of the transcript is like really weird because they're they're chatting to each other about. What they just experienced. Like, you think if these two guys were bullshitting and they were sitting alone in the room where they thought, you know, no one was listening to them, obviously they'd be like, ah, they bought it kind of thing, or, oh, yeah, I don't think this is going well, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But these guys were like freaked out. So, this is kind of a few bits and pieces of what they were saying. So, Calvin says, the younger guy to the older guy, Charles, he says, I can't sleep yet. Like, it's, I'm just damn near crazy. Charles says, Well, Calvin, when they brought you out, they brought me out to that thing. My damn arms, my arms. I remember they just froze up and I couldn't move. Just like I stepped on that damn rattlesnake. They didn't do that, do me that way. Uh, so Calvin says, I passed out. I expect I never passed out in my whole life. Charles says, I've never seen nothing like it before in my life. You can't make people believe. Calvin, I don't want to keep sitting here. I want to see a doctor. Charles... They better wake up and start believing. They better start believing. Calvin, you see how that damn door just came right up like that? I don't know how it opened, son. I don't know. It just laid up. And just like that, those sons of bitches, they just, like that, they just came out. I was paralyzed right then. I couldn't move. Um, And so it goes on, like there's a whole thing, a whole section, and they talk about like being super scared where they don't want to, Maybe they should stop talking to the police just in case these things come back. Like, this is not the banter between two people who are making up a story. These guys oh, are, yeah. are of freaked. Yeah. Um, and sort of the, the end line, uh, Charles says, uh, Jesus Christ, God have mercy. I thought i have been through enough hell on this earth, but now I have to go through something like this. But they could have, you know, I guess they, they could have harmed us, son they had us, they could have done anything to us but they didn't hurt me so this was kind of a thing that sort of came up, these two guys after this, no matter how freaked out they were years later, and they and they stuck to the story for years until the, the head guy uh, so the older guy died they said the, the same story over and over again, they never wavered uh, it was always that this happened for sure um and uh, so I think it was in 2018 where a Parker, the younger guy who was still alive at the time, uh, I think he's still alive now, maybe. Um, he was given this recording of, of, their, of their encounter in the, in the police station when they, they didn't think they were being recorded. Mm-hmm. And they were, he was given it to him by an unnamed member of the uh, Pascagoula Police Department. Uh, who said he was on duty that night and claimed to have fielded roughly 50 phone calls that night from people claiming to have seen something unusual in the sky that very night.
0: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Which Ooh, was super wow. interesting, right? So that
0: that verifies that at least something happened.
1: Yeah. And so even the police, after they listened to this, this is one of the guys who was there that night, uh, Captain Glenn Ryder of the Sheriff's Department. He says, I put them in a room with a voice-activated recorder And that convinced me. When that boy was talking about them coming back to get us, you had an 18-year-old boy that had never seen anything. He was genuinely scared. He was telling Charlie, don't talk to the deputies. They'll come back and get us. Um, They didn't make it up. I can guarantee it. That was what one of the police officers there that night uh, explained. So Parker actually uh, began to express in, in following interviews throughout the years, that he actually had further uh, encounters with these things.
0: Oh, so really? Okay. Oh, afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Very so common. Actually, very both Ben
1: claimed uh, later on in further interviews that these things kept coming back to them and taking them up in these encounters. But they both were of the mind at this point that it was a positive thing and they kind of almost looked forward to it every time, which uh. is...
0: Which is, I don't know,
1: that, it keeps coming back to that whole, like, mind manipulation thing. It's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you, you guys want to be cattle. This is fine. This, we're having a good time. Um,
0: <laughs> well, that reminds me of the, the Finnish town. At first, it was fearful. They were afraid. Why are these mm-hmm. things coming to all these people in town? And right. then, and then they, they looked at it like, like they were giving them hope. Like they were somehow helping right. them. So it's weird. It is weird.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And the last thing is, uh, Parker claimed years later that his um, memories of the original incident, in 1973, sort of began to recur, uh, sort of return, sorry, especially after his, um, his, his hypnotic regression that he went through. And he recalled some interesting details that included a woman on board, a female. Um, who Ooh. on board the craft that subjected him to some variety of sexual examination while he was there
0: hmm. and
1: so that's what I kind of believe that oh they kind of kept that bit to themselves for a little bit you know but you know the more he started talking about it, the more it sort of came out he was more brave about talking about it but again it's that that interesting point about sexuality reproduction right um, that these beings seemed really interested in and it, I was thinking like is it that they're interested in reproduction and cloning and genetics and all that sort of stuff? Or is it just that they, I don't give you a reach around just so you won't talk about it afterwards? I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what the deal is there. But, well,
0: I, I mean, I don't I think, think force—I so anyway. don't think for, forced sex is not going to get people to, I mean, they're still going to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, like the guy's right, paralyzed yeah. and some like hot Nordic chick comes down and is like, hey, I just want to play with you. I mean, come on. <laughs> He's like yeah, going to talk yeah. about it. Sure. <laughs> <True.
2: laughs> right. Yeah. I'd have zero problem bringing up that story.
0: <laughs> That'd be Josh, first. Yeah. You are on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I am. I've had a little too much of this wine. I can feel it. I can feel it tomorrow. I'm going to be like a
1: little grumpy. It's going to be all right. Though. <laughs> it's worth it. Worth it. Totally worth
0: it. So I, I just think that all these stories, the similarities are, one, they keep revisiting the same area. Uh, these, the stories of, of, are kind of similar, even if you go back to 1639. I don't think anybody in 1960s, 1960s, 1970s were reading 1639 Puritan Journal, meaning the same exact story kind of keeps happening, right? So they see mm-hmm. a weird light, they see a craft, and then suddenly they have a loss of time, and then they return back to where they were, and then something happened, but sometimes they don't know what it is. Sometimes they remember. I just think it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And then they keep returning. And what do they want? I just think it's so interesting. And that, that people are okay with it after a certain amount of time. It's almost like, what is that, what's that uh, called in psychology when, when you have a torturer and, and you have, start to have sympathy for the person who tortures you?
2: Oh, Oh,
1: something
0: syndrome. It's the... the, uh, uh, Stockholm
2: syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, it's okay. I want you to come take me and probe me and stuff. And I really want to see my Nordic girlfriend. You know what I mean? Everything's fine. Everything's good.
1: Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's manipulation, man. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Stop it. Just like we
2: sometimes pluck animals out of the forest and give them a little shot to make them feel a little better and we examine them. doesn't mean we're evil. You know, they're probably doing the same thing to us. I'm just kidding. I'm on the... I'm just I'm just gonna be on their side in case they take over. You know, you, who, who side are you on, man? Pick a side. This I, for like one,
1: welcome our new overlords. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I, I don't I don't share the same view. I'm gonna fight it till the end. I, yeah. <laughs> Matt and, and I are the relaxed. negative ones. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna be the we're gonna be the first ones to die. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have for tonight. Make sure um, if you have had a story, we'd love to hear it. So hit us up on Cosmic Cantina on our Facebook or uh, thecosmiccantina.com. We'd love to hear your stories if you have some. Um, Instagram. Instagram. We're here for you. But um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and be safe out there.
1: Goodbye.